One Week Season. One Week Season, fam. La Familia. Welcome back. It is Week 15, FanDuel DFS Labs. I am Mike Johnson, your host. M. Johnson 86, as I am known in the DFS and the basketball streets, which are winding down. Uh, a couple of exciting teams there. If you're into best ball, uh, your teams are advancing on DraftKings and Underdog. Um, we are playoff contests are starting to kick off and, and get rolling. And uh, drafters, which is one that I was heavily touting in the offseason, uh, the full season contest got three weeks to go. Things are heating up there. Uh, exciting stuff. We had a fun uh, week 14. Uh, week 15 now, you know, week before Christmas, we've got the three-game Saturday slate, which we will have uh, lots of content uh, provided for you guys once again um, and be able to, you know, utilize a lot of the late swap strategies that we talk about. There's just such a, a unique element to that Saturday slate, uh, similar to Thanksgiving. So uh, if you're playing that, we have you covered. And with that said, we'll get into the Week 15 main slate. Going to bring in my esteemed colleague, Maximus. How are we today? Doing pretty good. Thanks. How are you? I'm doing all right. I'm uh, excited for a full weekend of football. Um, you know, it, things are NFL season. That The way things have, have shaken out the last couple weeks, um, I think, is good for all football fans really with, um, you know, the Eagles dropped two, uh, two straight and they, um, you know, there's such a, the NFC is so up for grabs now, you know, you have all three teams uh, with three losses. The AFC obviously is just like, you know, it's wild. You've got Joe Flacco and Jake Browning, like keeping playoff teams alive, Gardner Minshew, uh, Mitch Trubisky. It's, it's uh, it's wild, and then obviously the end of that uh, Bills Chiefs game, which um, I was super excited early on uh, with just how the Bills came out of the gates, but then the game just hit the brakes so hard. So, yeah, the Chiefs remembered that they were a good defense, I guess, in the second half, maybe. Yeah, uh, it was interesting though. Like, there's a couple plays where, like, Allen missed a couple. Um, like on that last drive where they ended up getting a field goal, there was a broken coverage. Like Gabe Davis was wide open down the seam. I don't know if you saw that play, but like they like didn't cover him. Um, and it was the play Allen tried to throw it to Kincaid down the sideline. Uh, they just like miscommunicated and nobody went with Gabe. There was another play in the third quarter, actually. Um, there was some pressure up the middle and Allen kind of scrambled and Gabe kind of broke away. He was going off to the right side. It would have been like a 45-yard touchdown. Um, and Allen just, I mean, the pressure was there, but uh, there were opportunities there, I guess. But uh, I guess that's that's why you bring pressure so that the quarterback misses those spots. Yeah, it's been about three weeks in a row. Davis could have had a big day where there was some miscommunication between him and Allen. The Philly game, obviously, in overtime. And Man, he's set up in so many good spots that they just get on the same page, which – Hopefully, because he's actually a part of the practice build, they will this week. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, with that said, I'm going to pull up uh, quickly 
we'll get right into it this week. Last week we went a little long. Um, so we'll get into it this week right away. I'm going to share this week. You're actually playing in a different contest. Um, a three max contest on FanDuel, $25,000 prize pool. Uh, you can put up to three entries in $15 entry fee. Uh, so a little uh, easier on the bankroll there. Um, first place, still $2,500. Obviously, there's uh, to still have a similar first place prize uh, at a lower price point. You've got to have a lot more entries. So about a 2,000 person uh, size field. Uh, so getting a little bit bigger there so that you know, that's going to change some things with the dynamics of uh, maybe what you need from a winning score, maybe, uh, you know, how you need to consider your build. But uh, the structure you were going over with me before, really good. Um, over 25% of the prize pool uh, gets paid out. Um, min cash is 2x your entry fee, which is really good. Uh, you look at some of like the Millie Maker tournaments and stuff, it's like 1.5x. Um, so, you know, it's just good for your bankroll, um, you know, relatively low uh, rake there. So, yeah, it's uh, it's a really good contest, and I'm glad you were able to find it. Yeah, yeah, I, I've played this actually numerous times this year. It's just we usually cover the other one. Yeah, for whatever reason, the other one's not quite as good of a deal uh, this coming week. They lowered the first place money. They bumped up the entries, and they lowered the total percentage of prize pool. So. This one, much better. Very rare you get over 25% of the field paying. I mean, you know, because it's not mm -hmm. a double up or, or a 50-50. And uh, yeah, yeah, you get to make up to three entries in it. I already see in the entries there's a lot of OWS people I've noticed in this contest too. So that's kind of cool. Playing with the community. You'd have to scroll, but, you know, they're, they're yes, definitely. I'm going to find those. I'm going to find those orange pennants. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, they're definitely there. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So with that said, why don't you get into it? Tell us what you've, you know, what, what you built to start this week and we can kind of go from there. Cool. Quick recap. I did have a profitable week last week in the tournament. We usually cover, I had a 13th place and a 20th place team. And then that Kelsey play cost me <laughs> at the end, a third team making or bumping up over the money line of that contest. But, but overall, Good to have a profitable week again. I have been down for uh, for a few weeks there. So yeah, so getting into week 15 here. So we, and I don't think we've made a Jordan Love team this year possible. I don't think so. But uh, I love it this week. We had, now I haven't looked at the weather report yet. It is in Green Bay, but um, take that into consideration maybe. But I have Jordan Love. Well, I live about, I live about 45 minutes from Lambeau and it's. Oh, that's right. Yeah. It's going to be like. 40. I mean, it's not going to be, it's not going to be nice, but it's not going to be bad. Like there's nothing, there's no like concerns. Like I won't be outside, but these guys will be fine. Oh, you're the secret weapon for the weather report in Green Bay. I forgot you're in Wisconsin. Okay. So we have Jordan Love. Yeah, double sucks. Go ahead. <laughs> right, right. That's the nuts. That's the weather nuts, guys. If you're any Green Bay games, just defer to Mike. Um, so I have Jordan Love double stacked with Jaden Reed and Tucker Kraft. Jaden Reed's just been not just a passing threat, but a rushing threat uh, without Aaron Jones in recent times. Uh, love is priced at 6,100. He did pop up with an injury. Uh, I think it's an ankle maybe, so obviously monitor that. But he did get in a limited practice. Who's that, uh, Reed? Yeah, Jaden Reed. Yeah, they didn't even actually practice yesterday because of the short week. 
it was like an estimated. They basically were like, oh, he probably would have been limited if we went. So it's just it's one of those weird NFL technicalities. Right. And then basically Tucker Craft is finishing the stack. Uh, if you do read Mike Johnson's fan dual course, usually when it comes to tight ends, you want to go elite or you want to go cheap attached to a quarterback. Don't typically don't want to be in the mid-range as much the way FanDuel uh strategy works. So I do like Tucker Craft too. He actually had the large the longest pass play for the Packers uh in their previous game. Yes, I was gonna mention as a caveat, Aaron Jones. So he did get a limited practice in. He's the same price as Jaden Reed. Unbelievable, or I think he's a hundred dollar different. I can't believe he's 6200 If he's a full go. And looking at the Buccaneers injury report, we have Carlton Davis did not play on Wednesday with a groin. We have Jamel Dean did not play on Wednesday with an ankle and a foot. And we have Vita Vey did not play on Wednesday with a toe injury. So if that stays the way it is, then wheels up, maybe even on Aaron Jones. Although the only thing I hate about Aaron Jones is he just doesn't get, for whatever reason, the usage that somebody of his talent should get with the touches. But another way you can approach this is definitely love Aaron Jones and Jaden Reed. And you can still kind of feel the similar team to what I have currently. But in any case, so we have Jordan Love, um, Jaden Reed, and Tucker Craft. No bring back on this one. However, I will point out Chris Godwin. He's in consideration for me now. He had four deep targets last week, which was the most, which was his season high. And he had 11 overall targets. He out-targeted every other pass catch around the box, but he is, he did show up with an injury. So got to watch that. A lot of injuries going on, but I do like Godwin as a possible bring back to that stack. He's like $2,100 less than Evans at this point. So uh, interesting possibility there, but for these purposes, we no bring back. Then as far as the one o'clock players, we have Derek Henry. What can you say? Smash spot. He's played the Texans in his career 12 times. Unbelievably, he averages averages a touchdown a game. So he's at home in Tennessee, uh, probably no C.J. Stroud, the way it's looking for Houston. So it's the kind of game Tennessee can be in. They can potentially control Derrick Henry in December. We know what he's capable of. Love him in this spot. And then we have, uh, to complete the 1 o'clock players, uh, we have Elijah Moore, which is part of that offense that I'm – Increasing, increasingly liking with uh, unbelievably Joe Flacco at the helm. Uh, Elijah Moore averages seven targets a week. So he's on the field. You know, he gets targeted. You know, got to deal. He's obviously second fiddle to Amari Cooper, but at 5,700, realistic chance I can see him getting a touchdown or two against the Bears. You can't run on the Bears. You can pass on them, though. They are at home in Cleveland. And, um, uh, for reference, Joe Flacco, they are letting him chuck it. 45 pass attempts uh, last week. So then we have, um, that's our one o'clock players. Then we go to the, the four o'clock portion of this particular team. Uh, we have Tony Pollard. I love his price at 7,000. Somehow it went lower. Uh, you know, he's still getting plenty of targets, plenty of touches, plenty of usage. Uh, I also like Jake Ferguson quite a bit this week. I was talking a little bit with Mike off, off air about him. So we have uh, Tony Pollard. We have him skinny stack with the aforementioned Gabe Davis. Uh, again, Gabe Davis at 6,200. He is actually, even though all the weeks recently where 
he's missed potential big plays with Allen. He still has has uh, accumulated more than 3x his salary on three different occasions this year. So it's definitely possible. And then I also looked at um, our very own one-week season Majestic. He put out the workbook. And I noticed um, under the defensive tab for wide receivers, uh, Cowboys are much more susceptible to the outside receiver as opposed to the slot. They are like, according to the workbook, they are just locked down against the uh, slot wide receiver position this year, but more susceptible on the on the perimeter. And then um, we end it with um, Kyron Williams and the Rams defense, which is, you know, I know people go back and forth of correlating a running back with the defense. In this situation, it's more that the Rams are at home facing a bad commander's team, and Kyron Williams is like just a shade under CMC, I think, in his overall usage. He's just a stud. Love him uh, paired with the Rams defense in this case. And so um, that is the initial team. A couple of late swap combos you can switch to, and then I'll, I'll put it back to you, Mike. So if you wanted to swap, we have four 4 o'clock players in Pollard, Gabe Davis, Kyron Williams, and the Rams defense. Uh, late swap combos that can include a 49er on every team if you wanted to implement the 149er on every team rule, which I know some people uh, talk about. Uh, you can keep Pollard in. You can put uh, Debo Samuel in <clears throat> for the wide receiver spot. You can put James Cook as your flex, which I love James Cook over the last few weeks. And then you keep the Rams defense. So that's that's something you can do for late swap purposes. That Kyron Williams salary is pretty hefty at 9,600. So you take him out of the mix and it leaves you with a lot of wiggle room. Uh, a few others just to um, show all, all Niners represented. You could go Tony Pollard, Brandon Ayuk as the wide receiver. And in the flex, you can put Puka Nakua, who I absolutely love this week as well. He's only 8,000 on FanDuel. And then you could go even uh, with CMAC. You could go keep Pollard in. You put in uh, Shakir for the Bills. And then you can actually put CMAC as your flex. And one more, my honorable mention, keep Pollard in. You could put C.D. Lamb as the wide receiver. And then you can double tight end Kittle in the flex. So that covers every single 49er that you could late swap to. Uh, based on how your one o'clock team is doing, based on what you're looking at with the ownership, uh, you know, on certain players, if you're ahead or behind, different ways you can maneuver, in this case, the uh, the four players and four o'clock portion of your team if, you're, if your one o'clock team is either doing great or if, if you need to play catch up. Just sorry, I'm trying, I'm trying to find that last one. Oh, crap. Kittle, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm loving that you can, the way the pricing happens to work out, you can kind of account for every 49er that's relevant between um, Debo, IU, Kittle, and C-Mac. Yeah, there you go. Who do you, see? So you had Lamb at receiver? Yeah, you would do uh, the Cowboys defense. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I Cowboys, Cowboys that's Yeah, that's the only one where the defense would be different. If you did that round, that that's my, one of my more least favorite ones, but it's just accounting for every niner, you know, as a late swap option. Yeah, 
I mean, or you could, or on that, you could go digs. You could go digs and 49ers defense. Diggs, I looked up, he has not reached 3X's salary on any week this year based on his salary. So, and like I said, uh, that's in looking at that, uh, in taking a glance at the uh, the workbook chart and some other areas too, it's, that's a little bit of a tougher spot. Uh, I mean, you know, he's talented. He's always capable, of course. And to your I was point, just going to say, you know, the, I wow. had a, I had a conversation on discord about this, um, like a week or two ago, because people, I forget who it was. People were saying, oh, it was before, it was Laporta had the monster game. And people were like, yeah, but he had no ceiling. It's like, well, just sometimes the ceiling, like you don't, sometimes you don't know this, the ceiling until it's there. Like, you know, I mean, would it be that surprising? I mean, really all it takes is just Diggs needs a two touchdown game, right? I mean, he's got the, he has one time. He has the thirty-point game against the Dolphins. Um, he scored thirty-three against the Dolphins. Oh, I didn't see that. Okay, yep, I, I stand corrected. It does. It looks like it's not as big because it it's exactly thirty-three, so it doesn't have the decimal. Yeah. So it like it looks like a smaller a two-digit number. Um, yeah, definitely account for him too. Then, and you can do that with the the way the one o'clock portion is. So that's good point. Yeah, I mean, you know, honestly, of of all the different ways you're looking at it, I think so. Like, I don't think Kyron's like a bad play, um, but he takes up a lot of your salary for. I don't know. I mean, Washington's pass defense just feels like it's going to get beat up so bad every week at this point. Um, so like it's, I I don't think he's a bad play. It's just he's so he he's so expensive. Um, him and CMC are so expensive. He is. Um, you know, and this is where also just like thinking about um how you're you're building for a different tournament this week too. So it's a bigger size field. Um, so I think that's relevant. I you know I like the we'll start with the Packers talk. So. You know, Jordan Love, he's kind of expensive too. Um, but he's you know, he could have a he could have a very good game for sure. I think he yeah, he had three straight games of just under 21 points um for against the Chargers and then uh 26 and 24 basically uh in the other two games. I mean that that's some pretty good consistent um performance there. And I mean we saw Desmond Ritter last week uh, had a monster game against the Bucks, and their defense, like you alluded to, is is pretty beat up. Um, you know, and that's where it'll be interesting where uh, Christian Watson's got the hamstring injury. Um, you know, he was a non-participant. Like, does it? I'd be surprised if he plays again um, this week, at least. Uh, so clearly, Jaden Reed is kind of almost to a fault. Like they ran that stupid end around on the uh, two point conversion play. Um, Like they're like trying really hard to get the ball in his hands. They probably need to find some um, different ways to do it. You know, I think people have figured out the end around play. Uh, But for our purposes, you know, at 6,200, 6,100, a guy who's, 
you know, the leading target earner on his team in a great matchup uh, at a low price. And he's also getting those scheme touches, which, you know, are extra ways to get into the end zone, extra ways to pick up a couple fantasy points um, just on the ground. So, um, you know, it's a, you know, he's a priority guy uh, to get the ball to, um, you know, so I think that's good. And then like you talked about craft is cheap. Uh, he's seen, what do we got? Uh, the last two weeks he saw, um, well, his first week without uh, Musgrave, he caught two passes. One was a touchdown. And then his last two weeks, he's averaging five targets. A um, couple of the plays were like, he had like a 40 yard catch on Monday night, you know, so he, he's got some big play ability for his position too. So uh, really like that play. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I like that, that core stack and it, it takes care of, uh, your tight end position. So you can play a high upside guy like Kittle still, but like you don't have to, like there's some weeks where I feel like the tight end position is really tough, especially on FanDuel, because you can't like rely on that like cheap volume you can on DraftKings where it's like, oh, if this guy catches like four passes for 50 yards, like it's fine. Um, so it's kind of nice having that taken care of, like you said, with the, uh, you know, the correlated piece. Um, So I think that's good. The one thing with this lineup that stood out to me is with Kyron with at his salary, it makes the receivers feel kind of thin, like um, as a whole, I guess that's, um, for the bigger size contest like this, like Elijah Moore's not really uh like his his role isn't really one and it never really has been one where he's like a big touchdown scorer. Now he can make big plays. Obviously, Gabe Davis can make big plays too. Um but you're kind of stretched. I don't know. It, it it ends up stretched a little thin for my liking, but I mean I don't dislike any of the players or thought processes um, in and of themselves just from a structural standpoint um that's kind of the biggest thing that stood out to me yeah i can see that i thought that too it's a little on the thin side with the receivers but you have such like girth with the running backs in this particular case between henry and kyron but yeah to your point i mean and that's where i wanted to make sure to mention the late swap possibilities because he it you know the Niners are playing the Cardinals this week I mean you could easily implement a rule of one Niner on every team and the way this team is it's easy to do so and that big salary you can kind of shrink down to fit some Niners and then yeah to your point get get a little more um hefty maybe in other spots and uh give yourself some flexibility there so yeah yeah definitely and C-Max, another one, I love them, but yeah, 10,500, it's just, it's, there is ways, but it's, yeah, it's, you're definitely compromising, you know, you're, you're, you're giving to get. <laughs> yeah, well, and I mean, you know, just by simply going down, even if you went down to, let's say, uh, Rashad White, so, you know, then you're, you've got that correlation, which he's priced pretty, pretty nicely, or you I think you had mentioned, I don't remember if we were on air or off air, like Godwin. Yeah. Um, you know, I think even at that, even if you went like, 
like if you got off more, say you played Kyron and just get off Elijah more um, to get Godwin. Cause he's another guy where like, like you talked about the price discrepancy between him and Evans. Um, now this is assuming he is able to play. Um, but you talk about that price discrepancy. Well, like, you know, he's, he has not scored over 15 FanDuel points all year. So like, there's a reason he's priced where he is, but we know he's like a capable player. Um, you know, I would think Jair Alexander, you know, is going to be the Packers focus is going to be Evans. So, you know, you could go from more to Godwin um, for the correlation. And then you, know, you could play whoever at defense, really, and just go down at defense. Jair has a shoulder injury, but, you know, monitor that. It's I'm looking at their injury. <laughs> the Bucks are pretty banged up, actually. But we'll see how it pans out by the end of the week. But, yeah. Now, I love Godwin because he had four deep targets, which was the most he had all year last week. And he had 11 overall targets, which was more than anybody on that uh, for the Bucs. So I do. He's definitely at 6,100. I agree. Very attractive player. And, um, and yeah, the Rashad White I love as well. He was on another one of my practice builds. I just wouldn't want him in the flex typically if I'm going to do – I usually want a 4 o'clock player in the flex. Oh, yeah. You, you would flip him in Pollard. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, that's right. You could just put Pollard in there. Yeah, that, that would work. That would be good. Well, I mean, or, like, that's where, like, to me, like, so if you have the option for a 4 o'clock player, that's fine. But, like, if you're playing a three running back build and all three running backs are 1 o'clock guys, like, I'm not going to change that lineup because it's like, oh, I have to have a 4 o'clock guy there. Oh, yeah. yeah if you If you're confident. Yeah. With your running back pool all being one o'clock players for said week, I completely agree that you don't yeah. need to work. So, like, play with so like here, then you know, moving off Kyron um, into White uh, lets you get up to um, from Elijah Moore to Ayuk. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, I don't know, yeah. like, just that kind of like looking at that, like, a lot of times I like to step out of the week, right? And just think about like the players actually involved and especially on FanDuel. And like, when I look through that list of players, do I see, and obviously quarterbacks, it's own thing, which, you know, we talk about on the course and like quarterback is a different animal, but then you look at those seven players from running back through flex. And it's like, okay, how many, like, do at least six of these guys have, like, two TD-type games in them? Like, would it, where, it would like, you wouldn't be surprised if they scored two touchdowns? Um, you know, and I think, I think this, I think this is uh, a, a higher upside um, in that regard. Now, you're not, you're probably not going to have all, like, all your guys score two touchdowns, right? Um, but like, if you're going in with two or three guys that, you know, like they're not going to score two touchdowns, then that puts a lot of pressure that you got to be right on like a higher percentage of your other ones, I guess, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I agree with your ratio. I, I think you always need at least six players that it's beyond reproach. You think realistically based on the game environment, based on what how they've been used in their offense this year. 
that can account for two touchdowns. You're always going to need one or two value guys, I feel, that kind of open that are realistically can get you a touchdown. And then that, at least on FanDuel, it seems to unlock the rest of your team. Uh, I also like paying up for defense uh, more times than not on FanDuel, especially. I think some people are still in that frame of that we got to go cheat. Or defense doesn't matter, that old thing. But I think paying up for defense is, is super viable on FanDuel. And then you get like, if you can find one or two value guys and then, you know, the rest of your team is more realistic that you can see if, you know, based on if the game environments are you feel are favorable to uh, to build them in. So. Yeah, I would concur. Um, yeah, I think, you know, I think you got you're going in the right direction. Are you going to play on Saturday as well this week? Thinking about it, I don't know if I can get there uh, time and schedule wise because I have a lot of work with the other stuff I do, but I'd like to. There, there are definitely some, some interesting games on the Saturday slate for sure. Yeah, what do we have here for Saturday? Saturday only. Isn't it Denver at Detroit is one of them? I think that's become. Yeah, well, I'm saying for the contests. So FanDuel, they've got a $4 100K, a $44 100K. Their big one is a $9. Um, you know, some of those big ones on the smaller slates are like, there's only so many combinations of players uh that like i don't know like it's so easily duped like there's just everything just ends up so tight especially i haven't really looked at the uh at the pricing yet to see how things look but a lot of times it's pretty loose and you can kind of just play whoever um so yeah i'll have to dig into that uh i'll throw at least a couple in on fanduel i'll i'll play a little more on draftkings but um getting towards the end of the season. Like I know that I know in like two months I'm going to be itching. So I, you know, I, I can't, can't convince myself to sit out a slate. Yeah. I feel the same way. It's like, I don't know. We're, we're getting towards the end, but probably definitely a single entry for Saturday. I'll, I'll look to do that just to get some kind of exposure to it. Yeah. Yeah. Makes the day go faster than you can build while you're watching your lineups. And, then you bink one on. That's what's going to happen. Your your win is going to come on Saturday. <laughs> going to come on like off a main slate when you're least expecting it. Well, that's what all. That's what almost happened in Showdown a few weeks ago. I was literally in first place till the last play of the game. In that one, that was like a six thousand entry uh, showdown. That was the uh, it was the Vikings and I forgot who they're playing now. It was, oh, the Bears. Yeah. Vikings, Bears, yeah. So. Did you see that Vikings game on Sunday? Oof. Brutal. Race that one from the memory bank. <laughs> I didn't have any Dobbs in my case. But, uh, uh, I had a lineup in the flea flicker that was at 175 points after the early games, and it had Justin Jefferson and James Cook left. Um, and it ended up uh, – I think like 18 points behind first and obviously Jefferson went out, um, caught his first two passes for 27 yards and then uh, went out. So if he had, he didn't even have to have a blow up game. If he just got like the hundred, got to the 
hundred yard bonus, like seven for a hundred, I would have won the flea flicker. Because uh, wow. he was only like four percent owned. Nobody, I ended up finishing like a hundredth, and uh, nobody ahead of me had him. So, by the yeah. way, our our practice build quarterback was doing great, Brown, until he got injured. The injury bug continues on the. I'm I'm starting to get a little worried about the Madden cover with our show. <laughs> the last two quarterbacks we practice build have both got injured in game. Well, Browning was the the last victim. But, yeah, didn't he? He's okay though, isn't he? I thought he came back in. Yeah, he's a Saturday this week. Yeah, he well, but he came he came back in. Yeah, he came back in and threw. He he was back in the game. They just ran the ball the rest of the game. Okay. He threw one pass to Chase Brown. Oh uh, yeah, he's starting to become a thing. Yeah, maybe a decoy back in the game, but. And I forgot who the quarterback we had the week before. The week before Browning, he also got hurt in game. Oh. I forgot who it was now. But My condolences to Mr. Jordan Love. I know. Oh, please no. <laughs> well, we'll see. It's Everybody's going down this time of year. So, uh, well, and then, like, Herbert broke his finger. Yeah. Um, and so they had surgery. So now, like, Keenan Allen's not playing tonight. I would assume part of that is like, well, Herbert's out. We're out of the playoffs. You know, he's old. Why push him um, on a short week? So that'll be interesting if like guys like that start getting shut down. Um, next week's show, we'll probably have a few like super, super cheap value situations to talk about. So, uh, yeah, that's where these, those last two or three weeks, some um, knowing the teams well and, and, kind of taking some leaps of faith on how they might handle certain situations can provide a pretty big edge. So that'll be fun to dive into with people. I know nothing about Easton Wick, so I need to study up. Stick? Isn't Easton Stick? Oh, Stick maybe. Yes. There you go. <laughs> yeah, Easton Stick. Easton there you go. So I know nothing about Easton Wick either. <laughs> uh, take, take your poison, guys, injury-wise. It looks like coming down the stretch here. All right. Well, we'll let the people go. Remi reminder to like and subscribe. Check it out. Check out the scroll. We'll have lots of content for you for both slates this weekend, uh, as well as all the showdowns. Um, get your lineups in. Get to the top of those leaderboards. Best of luck building. I am Mike. He is Maximus. We will see you next week. One week season.